0: Open your Bibles to the Book of Hebrews, chapter eleven. Hebrews, chapter eleven. Every single one of us. Do you realize we do the same thing every day? He said, no, "Wait a second, preacher. I don't think you do the same thing that I do. You don't even understand my life. We do the same thing because every single one of us we make choices, right? We make choices every single day, and some choices are major choices. Some choices have major consequences, and some choices aren't that big, right?" I mean, whether or not you eat Mexican or you eat Italian this afternoon, all depends on if you want indigestion. And whether you wore blue jeans, as I did, or you wore khakis, it really isn't that major of a decision to some people. I know that is to others. But there's some choices that you make that have really, really great ramifications. And those of you who have graduated, you're getting ready to realize this maybe for the first time, because maybe for the first time you're going out into a world when mom and dad may not be there to look over your shoulder, mom and dad may not be there to tell you this or that or the other, and you have freedom to make choices on your own, but bear the understanding. You always face the consequences of the decisions that you make. You make normally three major decisions before the age of 25, some people thereafter. You will choose what career vocation you want to go into. You will choose who you will marry. You will choose your spouse. And you normally will choose your response to the Lord Jesus Christ, typically before the age of 25. Some it's after that. But those three choices impact your life in a way like no other choices are. And I've had people come to me on countless occasions and they have regret in their heart because they said, Mark, I made the wrong choice when I chose to go to this college. Mark, I made the wrong choice when I chose to go into this major. Mark, I made the wrong choice when I went into this career fail, Mark, I made the wrong choice when I married this person. I made the wrong choice when I went to this church. And sometimes we make choices, but we live to regret them. How do you make right choices? Because we, everyone, we've already settled, we do that every day. How do you make right choices? Well, you do it the same way we find Moses doing it in the scripture. You do it, you make choices by faith. Do you realize when you got saved you were born again? By faith you responded to the grace of God and by faith you make choices every day. Listen to me. If all you got is religion and you think you got fire insurance from going to hell, you're probably not got religion at all and you probably don't have fire insurance because Jesus doesn't give you fire insurance. He saves your soul. He changes your life. He comes into you to be your Lord. He's not just there to be somebody that you look to in a problem and bail you out and then go do how you want to do. He's Jesus, he's real, he's holy God, and he will change your life. But you've got to respond to it, and you respond to him one way, by faith. So we've got to understand what does it mean to make choices by faith. Look what it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction. Has he lost his mind? Who chooses to suffer affliction? If any of us said, I got a choice, tell me where the affliction line is. We're not going to have a very deep line, are we? Do you know the line we want in? We want that line of ease. And we want that line of luxury. We want that line of pleasure. But Moses, the guy who had the tiger by the tail, who was the prince of Egypt, who had anything he wanted. It says he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God. Now you think about that. You have to choose the people of God. God, You have to choose to be a part of the local church. Not your name on a roll, but to be a part of a local church. You have to make a choice that I will align myself with Christ. I will align myself with the people of God. I align myself to the word of God. It's a choice that you have to make. And you make it by faith. He chose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Do you know that you can have fun in sin? Huh? Okay, I just want to know if I was on one here breathing. Do you understand that sin is pleasurable? But you understand that last part, it's only for a season? How long's a season? Not very long, right? Three months, we're going to live it up. Three months, we're going to have a good time. Three months, I'm going to get this disease. Three months, I'm going to get financially in over my head. Three months, I'm going to make a mess of my life. And it will take me years and years and years to come out of this. Ever been there? It's only for a season. It's only for a short time. It's not for all time. It is for a season. So you have to make a choice. Am I going to live for the glory and live for the kingdom of God? Or am I going to live for a season? Yes, amen. And guys, when we're in that season, we think we are 10 foot tall and bulletproof. And we think that nobody can touch us. And we think we're just too that. Do you know God has a way of getting our attention? Has God ever had to knock you off a high horse you was riding around on to get your attention? He has me. He has a way of getting our attention because, see, he said, you're missing what life is about. Life is not about the immediate... Life is about eternity. Life is not about right now, present tense, this is all you got. Life is about what's going to happen when you take your last breath. And how long is forever? 10,000 years? Don't even get close. It is eternity. It's forever. For a season. How are you making choices, guys? Young people, you've just graduated. What choices are you going to make that's going to impact the rest of your life? What choices are you going to make that's going to cause you to go this way or that way? You see, people want to say, oh, 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 he's got such problems. He's got such a mess. It's because of his environment. It's because of his circumstance. No! It's because we choose to respond in certain ways. And you as a child of God, if you're not saved, you need to be born again. You need to be Jesus as your Savior. But you've got to learn to make choices by faith. And when you make choices by faith, you always look not for what is easy, but you look for what is right. Let me finish reading or I'll never get through this. I have this habit, you know, you stop at the verse and you just take off. Look at what in verse 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. How wealthy was Egypt? It was the wealthiest nation in the world at that time. Nobody could touch them with their wealth. And he said, I am choosing the reproach of Christ. I am choosing the reproach of Christ rather than the riches of the world. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. And by faith. Faith, He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. And through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. You've got to make choices every day. When you go to work, you've got to decide, am I going to make choices that are in agreement with the word of God? Or am I going to make choices just what the world says? How do you make right choices? You make a right choice simply by living by faith, by making choices by faith. Now, you know the story of Moses. Moses was born when it was really not popular to be born as a baby Hebrew boy. You remember that? Because the Egyptians were passing a law that said you've got to kill every baby Hebrew boy that's born because you all are getting too big. There's over 2 million of you and the Egyptians were fearful of the the Hebrews rising up and yet Moses' mom, and dad they said we fear God and we will do what God says we're not going to listen to what the king says it's not right and so they had this baby this precious baby boy and they took him and they hid him in their home and when they could no longer hide this little baby in their home they took him put him in the bulrushes in a basket and they set him on the river Nile now would you do that with your child ladies probably not what's your options in that day and time, when he's discovered, he's going to be destroyed. And so they take this basket, and they put baby Moses into the basket. And who comes along and finds the baby in the basket? Pharaoh's daughter. And Pharaoh's daughter, her heart turns towards this Hebrew child. Now, now, now historians say that, that, that Moses was the grandson of Pharaoh by adoption. And in order to be the next Pharaoh, you had to be a son. And there was no other sons, what history says. Therefore, he had it all. You got that? He was going to be Pharaoh. He was going to be ruler. He had all the money. He had all the fame. He had all the prominence. He had the education. He had everything the world says is important. And he said, I'm turning my back on that. And I'm choosing God's people. Teenagers, let me ask you a question. Have you come to the point in your life where you have to say, I've got to choose to walk with a local church or is this just something that you're made to do by your mom and dad because when you graduate there ain't nobody going to be there to check your box whether you went to church see you have to choose to align yourself with the people of God and listen there's going to be stuff that gets in your way do you believe that if not ask mom and dad See, he says there's always something that can take you away from the people of God. And you've got to make a choice. And every day you will make choices whether you're going to live by faith or whether you're not going to live by faith. But here's what it says up here in verse 24. When Moses came of years. Now for him it was 40 years old. At 40 he was a man. At 40, he had been trained in all the the wisdom and the technology and the military skills and strategies that Egypt had to offer. At 40, Moses was primed to step into the position as being Pharaoh, being president, being ruler, being king. What would it take for you to say, Lord, I know this looks appealing, but I've got to choose you. And when you choose him, when you say yes to Christ, it mandates that you say no to certain things. Do you believe that? Do you realize that? You cannot have it all. And it's a lie when everybody stands up and preachers included tells you you can have it all. Jesus never preached the American dream. He preached the cross. He preached the crucified life. He preached all heaven sweet, hell's hot. He preached there is one way and that's through faith in Him. You can't have it all and live for Christ. Because when you say yes to Christ, you have to say no to the things of the world. How good are you at saying no? Some people have a real problem saying no. That they, they, they have a problem. They don't want to disappoint people. Anybody struggle with that? But you're either going to disappoint man or you're going to disappoint God. And guys, when you take your last breath, it really doesn't matter down here, does it? How long's eternity? It's not a long time. It's forever. It has nothing to do with time. It's forever. And we live for eternity. And so Moses, when he came of age, are you come of age where you realize that God is speaking to you, and you've got to make a clear choice? I'll either live by the by the word of God, or I'm going to live by the world. I'm either going to live for the world, or I'm going to live for the church, I'm going to live for Egypt, I'm going to live for Israel, I'm going to live for sin, or I'm going to live for righteousness. What is it that you're going to live for? Who is it that you're going to live for? You've got to make choices. And in verse 27, Moses made a decision, and it was not a quick decision. It was not an irrational decision. He made a decision analyzed by faith. And you're going to make choices one or two ways. By your flesh or by your faith. Does anybody ever have their flesh tempt them and lure you and draw you right? You've got to be constantly aware you're making a choice. And what is it that you're living by? You see, faith chooses correct Responses over convenient responses. Now, do you understand in between correct and convenient? We choose to choose the path of least resistance, right? And sometimes the path of least resistance gets us in deeper trouble, correct? And the world teaches that, that you just need to go the easy way, the path of least resistance. And yet the Word of God says, no, you don't choose by convenience what is convenient for you. You choose by faith and you choose by what the Word of God says. It's not going to be convenient because you see, you have to choose what is right, not necessarily what's expedient. Because the world will tell you, well, just get an abortion. That's the easy way. And I've dealt with far too many that have had that way. And it's still struggling. Because what might have been expedient is not easy. And there is forgiveness in Jesus Christ there. The world's way will tell you, just file for bankruptcy. You don't have to pay these bills. The world's way will tell you, definitely you don't need to tithe to the local church. The world's way will tell you, do what's easy. It's what's easy, what's right. Rarely is it. But you have to choose what is right. Right based on what the Word of God says. And that's the challenge of our faith. You have to choose where you put your time. You have to choose whether you'll read the Word of God every day. Whether you'll start memorizing Scripture and burying it in your heart. You have to make choices. You have to choose. And you choose what is right, not what is convenient. Because see, here's what the world says. The world says just choose the easy route. But God says, I have enabled you. I have quickened you by my Holy Spirit. You are to walk by faith faith and faith means you are to walk with your confidence in me faith means you are to walk living adjusting your life to my word and so here's what moses did moses said i'm going to choose what is right over what is convenient i'm going to choose to align myself with the people of god i'm going to choose to give up my prestige i'm going to give up my prominence i'm going to give up my pleasures i'm going to give up my prosperity i'm giving it all up to seek god and to walk with god and to be a part of god's people you know what we're still reading about Moses aren't we and Moses whole life changed and Moses changed the world because he chose to walk by faith young people you're graduating you're getting ready to start new ventures you make choices by faith and you can have your whole life changed for God's glory and you can change the world around you Not for just five years, but maybe impacted it for your entire generation. You see, faith gives you the supernatural capacity to see what other people do not see. And faith gives you the supernatural capacity to desire what other people do not desire. And it gives you the capacity to understand what other people do not understand. Look what it says in Matthew 26, 24, 25. And Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it faith says I'm going to do what's right not what's convenient old person don't laugh we make choices every day just like young people do we have to choose by faith if we're to know the hand of God touching our lives Look what faith does. Faith, my friends, it chooses eternal gratification over immediate gratification. How's that working for us? You see, we so as a society and as a nation in general, we've been trained to live for the moment, to live for the experience, to live for the immediate. And yet the Word of God teaches us completely different. It says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth or rust cannot corrupt. But it's a constant challenge to your life and my life that I make choices not based on the immediate, but I make choices based on eternity. I make choices based not for just right now, but I make choices for down there. That's what some of you, you've enrolled in college. Great, wonderful. I'm so thrilled. You're making a choice for your future. You see, it's not going to happen just by showing up the first day. you got to go four years, some of you six years. But you don't quit, Right? Because you see, you've got a goal, you've got a purpose, and you're choosing for the future, not just for the immediate. You make choices, not for this the immediate, and that's where we live every day. We're choosing stuff, and there's a finance plan out there to finance it, isn't it? Until. See, see, make wise choices. Make choices based on the word. Make choices by faith. Do you know what deferred gratification is? (laughs) It's where you say, I will wait. I want it now. But I will." how many of y'all remember layaway? Any of y'all remember layaway? I know the young generation, the lay what? I don't know what you're talking about, preacher. Layaway. Yeah, you go down to J.C. JCPenney's store, you go in there and say, I want this shirt, this pair of pants, and this pair of shoes, and I want to put them on layaway. And you know what you do? You give them a deposit of money. My bill is $75. I didn't buy real good shoes, I know, but I'm going back in the day, all right? And I give them $7. And I have to come into JCPenney every week. And I give them another $7. And you know what? Eventually, it's mine. Yeah. We don't do that now, do we? No. We got plastic money. Yeah. We've got instant gratification. Until the bill comes due. Yeah. Yeah. Until it's time I need to buy a house. Yeah. And I've got myself from so much debt on credit cards. I can't. Deferred gratification. The layaway plan, guys. It might be old, but it worked. Because when you got it out, if you hadn't gained any weight, the pants would still fit you. (laughs) The jacket was still all right. But you wait. That's what deferred gratification. You wait. And you, in the process... You're making the payment whereby you will enjoy it without having such a debt in your life. See, the pleasure of sin is only for sin. Do you realize when you don't use layaway or pay it off, before it's paid off on plastic, it's done wore out, and you're needing another one? And next thing you know, those shoes you bought for $49.95 on super sale, you end up paying $274 with it because you didn't pay them off on the credit card immediately. And you let it just all keep going and going. See, faith understands deferred gratification. Faith understands we're just not living for the moment. We're living for eternity. Faith understands God has promised us a heavenly home. He's promised us a reward. And He's trying to get us there. And He's trying to get us there as glorifying Him. Whereby we beam unto His honor and we expose the light of God to a lost world around. Why? Because it's eternity, not just a short time. It's forever. I can't even get my arms around forever, can you? Because it's it's no time, no limit of time. See, Moses, look what it says here in verse 28. No, verse 27. He esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasure of Egypt, for he had recompense unto the he had respected the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Who's he seeing? Jesus wasn't born yet, but he was seen by faith, Christ. See, he lived therefore by revelation. This is important. You have got to learn to live by the revelation of God. I'm not talking about the last book of the Bible. I'm talking about God revealing to you his truth. Revelation to reveal. I'm talking about God showing you his word. How it applies to your life. And Moses did that. He lived by revelation. He saw the invisible. He saw Christ who was coming one day as conquering. He lived by revelation. What are you living by? Who are you living to impress? You make decisions based on faith, not based on your feelings, not based on your flesh, not based on human reason. You make decisions based on your faith. You make choices based on faith. Why? Because there is a heaven to gain and a hell to miss. There's an eternal reward waiting for us. And hear me, when you go and you stand before God as His child and you've been that faithful servant and you hear Him say, well done thou good and faithful servant. There'll be nothing, my friends, like that. Nothing like that after and when he says enter into the joy of your reward and you start walking around glory and you start seeing the saints of old and you can go up to Moses and say Moses tell me how my friends, you endured tell me how you gave up the bank account tell me how you walked away from being king tell me how you lived in God's glory when everybody said you're illogical and you're crazy and Moses can tell you by faith in the son of God because I knew that Jesus was coming I did it, why? because of revelation what do you live by? And look what Moses did. Moses, faith chooses substitutionary salvation rather than self righteous salvation. Verse twenty eight: Through faith he kept the passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest that he should destroy the firstborn. Should the, destroyed the firstborn and should touch them. Here is what America believes. If my good works outweigh my bad stuff, I'll be okay. Isn't that what the world tells us? Be good. So do you ever know if you're good enough? See, Moses Moses did nothing to manipulate the process to be raised as Pharaoh's son, right? But in God's providence, when he was raised as Pharaoh's son, God ordained that Pharaoh's daughter would pick Moses' own mother to raise him as the nurse, as the babysitter. And so Moses grows up being reared in Pharaoh's palace with all that, that stuff that that included. But he was raised on a godly woman, his own mom. And you be sure she told him how this came about. And you can be sure he understood he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. And you understand, he understood he was a part of this people who were slaves to the Egyptians. And all of a sudden, he's got to make a choice. Am I going to keep on living for the world or will I choose to align with the people of God? And he chose. But Moses did nothing up until 40 years of age, to manipulate the process. But when he understood the substitutionary, the sprinkling of blood, when they left Egypt, you remember that last test where the death angel was going to pass by? What did they have to put on the lintel, the doorpost of the house? The blood! The blood! And Moses, along with Aaron and along with the other Hebrews, they were on the inside of the house partaking of the lamb, consuming the lamb. And the blood had been applied on the outside. They didn't even see the blood. That they applied it. And when the death angel saw it, he passed by. Yeah. Moses could have said, well, God, I believe I'm good enough. I went 40 years in the desert, God. God, you spoke to me there by the burning bush. God, I've come back and done what you said. God, I told the people you were worth. That's enough. No! The blood had to be applied. And the blood's got to be applied to your life. And it's applied by faith where you cry out. You reach out to the master and you say, Jesus, I take your blood. I receive you. I can respond to you. Here I am, God. See, that's substitutionary because... The lamb had to die. And Jesus had to die on the cross. And He died in your place, in my place, so that the blood could be applied to our lives. So that God can not only forgive us and cleanse us and watch us, He can, he can enable us and He can give us minds of purpose for Him. But if you've got this idea of, I believe I'm all right. And you're still working out this, well, I did more good things today than bad things. you got a pretty narrow definition, don't you? But Moses understood by faith I have to choose. And by faith he chose rightly. And guys, right now, by faith you have to choose. Will I choose the world or will I choose the kingdom of God? And when I choose... It will evidence itself in my life. Now we can say all day with our mouth, I'm choosing Jesus, I'm choosing the church, I'm choosing. But if there is no adjustment of our time and our resources and our lives to that, all we're doing is blowing hot air. You choose by faith. And then you adjust yourself to the Word. You remember when Moses is standing there in front of that burning bush? What God say? Moses, would that have made your liver quiver? And Moses is froze like a deer in the headlights. And God said, take your shoes off. What Moses say? I ain't taking my shoes off. No, he did what God, he adjusted to what God said. He said, what's in your hand? He said, it's just a stick. It's my constant companion. I lean on it. He said, cast it to the ground. He laid it down. What did happen to it? It became a snake. Yes, Anything you possess that's not been laid down to Christ has the nature of the serpent in it, and you better watch it. And only when Moses was, had that cleansed by God did God tell him to take it back up again. He didn't even want it at that point. But it had been cleansed. And then God said, go back to Egypt. What did he do? He adjusted to God. Everything he did was an adjustment. And then when he got back to Egypt, he talked to Pharaoh. And all of a sudden, Pharaoh's upset. And the Hebrews are having more problems than before Moses got there. Why? Because Moses adjusted to God. Are you getting it? When you make choices by faith... You are adjusting yourself to the Word of God, to Christ, to the people of God. And the immediate may not be pleasurable, but man, eternity sure will be, won't it? Man, 10 years down the road, you'll see a drastic change in how your life has been. I I knew a man in West Virginia when we pastored up there. He got saved, and and he told me, he said, Mark, when I got saved, I I told the Lord, Lord, whatever the church does, I'm doing it. I don't care. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be there. I'm going to do this for a year, and if it does not impact me, I'm quitting. He said, Mark, that was 15 years ago. He said, my life has been radically changed because of the church, the body of Christ. We need to church, but we need to make choices by faith. Amen. Father God, we come before you thanking you. And I pray, Father, if there's one here lost that doesn't know you as your Savior, Lord, I pray that you would just speak greatly to their heart right now. Remove blinders, God. Expose whatever it is that they're hanging on to, hiding behind. Let them by faith choose you, Father. And you work, Father, supernaturally right now to just to work in their life, to draw them to respond in a way, God, where they yield. And God, they know that they know that they know they've encountered you. And, Father, for those who are here who are struggling with decisions, be it past, present, or future, God, I pray, God, you just speak peacefully to their heart as they adjust to what your word says. Let them resolve it in their spirit, in their soul to choose Christ and from this day forth they go forward choosing you and we're all going to go different directions God but we're going to make the same choice. We choose Jesus. Father I love you. And I pray God you just work and pour out save, restore, heal this very day in Jesus name. Let's stand together. We'll sing the invitation. If God's spoken to your heart, obey Him. Don't put it off. Obedience to what God has said right now is that God, I'm adjusting to you. Obey God, obey what God's saying. Lost person, come be saved.